Hello listeners, before you get into the latest PS5 episode, I'm here to let you know that each week you could get this episode and all other episodes ad-free and up to three days early. Not only that, you can also gain access to Patreon-exclusive PlayStation shows that focus on sales numbers, all-time lists, showcase predictions and more. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 or click the link in the description to join our PlayStation community and show your support. Now, enjoy the show. And as I just mentioned, I'm joined by Mr. Alex Sylvester. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing really good, really good. Really hyped up about what we're going to be talking about on the latest PSX, but I'm sure we'll be diving into that later. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and we've got a lot to talk about this week. You know, we're talking, obviously, Bungie is now officially a PlayStation uh, property and they hit the ground Say running. What? We're going to talk about the biggest sports game in the world, eFootball. I'm only joking. That's FIFA 23, which has been announced. We're going to be talking Horizon. Is there more content coming out? We'll have to have a chat about it. Uh, But before we get into that, Alex, what have you been playing over the last week? Well, I've been playing a mixture of uh, Horizon and Sifu, the game which I love so much and I do not want to end. Um, (laughs) It's a brilliant game. Uh, but yeah, I'm still trying to complete it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to do it the best way, the best John Wick way as possible. Speaking of John Wick, you've seen the latest trailer for John Wick. I have not seen John it Wick yet. Two. Ah, okay. Check it out, listeners. John Wick 2 or John Wick 4? <laughs> John Wick 4. The next <laughs> John Wick. so many. John Wick 2. <laughs> the real Matrix. The real Neo uh, sequel, right? It is. That's what it is. It is Neo in an alternative universe, a parallel universe. But yeah, uh, those are the two games, mainly um, Sifu and um, Horizon. But yeah, man, I wish you could just like throw in like the mods. I've seen the mods, like you've got the Batman mod for Sifu, yeah, where he's got Robert Batson's Batman, uh, mm-hmm. you know, done in, done in the uh, the main actor, and um, and there's also one with John Wick as well, you know. So it'd be great if they could somehow incorporate that into the PS version because I know it's on the PC, um, but yeah. That would require people getting access to the network, and Sony it will would. not allow that. It's easier to get God import damn locks you, out, Sony. You know? <laughs> but yeah, how about you? Um, so I'm literally just starting Stray because it's a oh, quick right, short yeah. game, and yeah. I've, but I've been playing a lot of uh eFootball online, just getting going up through the online divisions and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so I've just been playing that, but. I was a few weeks ago. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. I was like, "Oh, I'm at, I'm so close to 50, 50 platinums. What's going to be the fiftieth game?" And then I was looking, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying Jurassic World Evolution too." But oh wait, Last of yeah. Us remake is coming out. You know what I mean? So who would have thought that? Yeah, it's going to be the Last of Us. It's going to be the Last. Of, you're going to do it. You're going to play. Well, I need to. See, I need to see if, if there's if there's a like a just a a trophy that requires you to play it like three or four times. I'm not going to do it. If it's twice, which it probably will be, <laughs> yeah. then um, I'll do it. But if it's anything stupid that just requires me to give too much time to it, then my 50th platinum will definitely then be God of War Ragnarok instead of The Last of Us. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, it'll be The Last of Us. So um, nice. we'll see on that one. But we've got a lot of news as we spoke about at the top of the show. So we're going to get into that straight away. Alex, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to hit you with the first in. one. So as I mentioned... Oosh. The ink on the deal has dried and Bungie is now officially a PlayStation studio. Well, it's a separate pillar, but you know what we mean. The landmark deal was first publicly announced in January 2022 and is closing seemingly ahead of schedule. As Sony previously stated, it expected the deal to close before the end of 2022. PlayStation announced the news via its social channels this past week and Bungie was quick to get to work under its new owners. 
Bungie has announced a showcase event for Destiny 2 coming this August, specifically on the 23rd. The news was announced through a tweet and a short teaser trailer telling the Guardians to witness what's next. It's, all, it's almost one year to the day that Bungie revealed the Witch Queen expansion, so it could be possible that we see a reveal for the game's next expansion, which is rumoured to be called Lightfall. This will be the first launch with Bungie officially under the PlayStation banner. After this, it'll be interesting to see what Bungie has in store in the way of other titles and potential new IP, which we know are under development. And if you go back through our episodes, you'll see we did a specific episode with uh, a Destiny lifetime player, um, Nico Di Maria, who spoke about all these expansions and what they mean for the future of Destiny 2. But Alex, Bungie is in super quick, quicker than you thought. Yes, it is. Um, well, it's kind of like the part of the family already, isn't it? So it's just like, yeah, whatever, we know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really happy that they're actually officially, um, you know, signed everybody in. That means that we're all um, anticipating what they're going to be doing next. And obviously, this is going to be them incorporating them into their new technological framework mm. uh, with live service games or with whatever know-how that they need for uh, starting to move on to the next level. So Obviously, right now it's kind of it's all up in the air. Yeah, I'm just curious I mean, to see that the first project was going to come out. I'm, I'm curious to see the actual evidence, you know, sort mm. of all this hearsay and talk. How about you? I think the good thing is Sony were very transparent, literally in the first public statement that they were going to acquire Bungie, which was we are not taking the game from anywhere. It will still come out on absolutely everything. It's not our intention. Bungie mm-hmm. is joining PlayStation, but it's a separate entity still under PlayStation, but we will not be taking games away. So again, then they came out that rumor that, oh, they're looking into the deal. Xbox, you know, geeks jumped on saying it's not going to go through. It's not going to go through, blah, 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 blah. But it just went through really, really fast. And it just shows you just yeah. be fucking transparent. Microsoft were all over the place with the Activision deal. No, we're not. Yes, we are. No, we're well, not. Still yes, are, we are, aren't we? We will. We will. We're not sure. We're not sure. <laughs> and we said it. It was a very tactical, smart move by Sony to swipe Bungie and put that, I mean, that deal was in the works way before, you know, Activision's announcement was made public. But Sony were very tactical in the sense of releasing that statement, saying we're not taking the game away from anybody. That's not what we're going to do. Because then it backtracked on Call of Duty because Microsoft were teasing yeah. about Call of Duty yeah. and things what like that. Do, so, right? And then they had to backtrack. So you're <clears> spending <throat> $68 billion on nothing really now. So, <laughs> you know, well, it's not nothing. It's still revenue, but it's still a you, it's revenue. not what you initially planned. You know what I mean? It isn't what you initially yeah. planned on that one. But it's exciting times for Destiny players. That's the most important thing. Destiny is playable on so many platforms it has so much content it works it works brilliantly people love it and now they've got the power of playstation money behind them to oh, do yeah. do even more you know, That's what they're do. gonna do and most yeah, importantly exactly. though for people who are fans of destiny who, who who play on pc or play on xbox and are not fans of playstation whatsoever the benefit is the staff won't leave now for a few years because they want that bonus at the end of it for staying and retaining. So that core destiny team that have made this amazing experience in game for its guardians, that's what they call their fans will be together. You know, they won't dissipate or join other companies for a few years at least. So interesting, interesting at all. But I'll tell you what's interesting, Alex is um, story number two, which I had to let make you read because I don't want to read it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know what your theory is for this game. This is like the greatest football game of all time, as listeners know. FIFA 2023 has finally been given a release, release date for later this year on September the 30th, 2022. So book that in your diaries and your planners. Uh, and we also got confirmation from EA that the game will include women's leagues, um, support crossplay, and also feature the men's and women's World Cup competitions. Big for this hashtag MeToo movement. Um, FIFA 2023 Ultimate Edition will um, feature Sam Kerr, uh, Kylian Mbappe uh, on the cover. Sam Kerr is also the first woman on the cover of FIFA title um, ever alongside Mbappe, uh, who is the seasoned veteran at three FIFA covers in a row. Um, EA has revealed that FIFA 23 will not feature the Russian national team or clubs, having previously removed them from FIFA 2022 due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That's just madness. Um, speaking in a statement issued to Eurogamer, the publishing behemoth confirmed that Russia is not represented in 2023, FIFA 2023, saying that EA Sports stands in solidarity with the Ukrainian people. EA Sports and Sats, uh, he goes on to say, EA Sports stands in solidarity with the Ukrainian people and likes so many voices across the world of football, cause of peace and an end to the invasion of Ukraine. In line with our partners, FIFA and UEFA, EA Sports will not include the Russian national team or Russian clubs in FIFA 23. FIFA 23 is scheduled for release on September the 30th, 2022, as said, on the PS5, PS4, PC, Xbox consoles and Switch, even though the Switch version will not feature any gameplay changes uh, as advertised and will instead be an updated roster from 2022. Boring for the Nintendo uh, cohort. Dude, anyway. you think that's bad? <laughs> it's been the same FIFA game with updated rosters since the Switch launched. Yeah, they don't care. They just don't care. You they, know what I mean? They really don't. And it still sells. It's it just still ridiculous. still bloody sells. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. It's crazy. And they still charge um, like yeah, 35, 40 quid for it. <laughs> they do. They do. But, yeah. but this is big, dude. I mean, like, come on. They've got women's leagues now. It's the first game to actually have a women's league or... Has, has it been uh, like the fully licensed stuff and things like that, you know, uh, it yeah. was expected. I mean, you've got the big Euro competition going on at the moment in the UK for women's football. England just reached the semi-finals, which is great news. But yeah, it was only going to be a matter of time. And it's mm -hmm. the biggest FIFA, you know, with the women's roster right before. But it's the last one that it's going to be called FIFA. So it's quite funny, right? Um, but that's FIFA, and they will also not have any Russian stars, or exactly. I mean, it's good that I mean, Kylian Mbappe, he's obviously the young French uh forward who plays for PSG, he's been on the cover for years now, so he was going to be on it. So, the inclusion of Sam Kerr is big, you know, mm. and to be on the ultimate edition. I think the biggest news story coming out for FIFA 23 was obviously, yes, crossplay is in the game, but it's not in the pro club mode, which is the mode that everybody plays. It's only in the ultimate team <laughs> mode where the money is made. So if yeah. you want to go crossplay, you got to go into the money mode for EA. You know, they're not <laughs> dumb. They're still going to make their money. They will give you something, but they're taking something back as well. It's you just know? business. It's all business. Exactly. And obviously September 30th for the game, um, it'll be good. I mean, Again, it's one of those things where FIFA players are like, yo, this is amazing, this is amazing, but then it's going to be good, it's going to be good. Then the game will come out and he'll be like, it just feels like 22. It just feels like 22, you know? <laughs> so Yeah, the usual, right? Yeah, I mean, FIFA's it is the biggest sports game in the world. It sells more than the second biggest sports game, which is NBA 2K. So uh, wow. big, 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 
announcement on that front. And there will be bundle deals for it all over Christmas. There just needs to be consoles to bundle it in for, you know. <laughs> and they come in, they're in the wild, they're in the wild, slowly. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but we'll move on to story number three. Lose weight without compromising your health with the Fast 800 Shakes. They're high in protein, low in carbs, with no added sugar. Plus, they're a third of your daily fiber needs. At around 200 calories per serve, they're perfect on fasting days when you need a bit of support or as a nutritious meal when cooking from scratch is too hard. Visit thefast800.com and use the code SHAKES for 20% off. Hey, Barry here. I joined GiftGaff in 2011 and I've stayed ever since. What I love is there's no stress. The value and flexibility is fantastic. They've also fixed their UK prices this year, so even if my bills go up elsewhere, I've got one less thing to worry about. Thanks, GiftGaff. After 11 years, I'm still in the right place. With flexible plans, great value, and fixed UK prices for 2022, GiftGaff gives back. Applies to pay-as-you-go goodie bags and all UK rates only until 31st of December 2022. Excludes international rates and roaming. If Archie the Labrador could talk, which he can't, but if he could, he'd tell you he's knocking on a bit and his arthritis is playing up. (laughs) Tell me about it, Archie. I make old man noises whenever I stand up. But with the right supplements, you'll feel like a gymnast again. Trust me, Archie boy. Paws.com can help you find all the food, treatments and supplements your pet needs to live a healthy and happy life. Paws, pet care made personal. That's paws as in, you know, their tiny little hands and feet. Yeah. Okay, Alex. Um, could we be getting some Horizon DLC in the near oh, future? Shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are they saying? Well, again, this is one of those where it is or it isn't. You got to see how you take this story. So, um, Peggy Virgines, who is the actor responsible for Aloy's action-heavy movements in Horizon Forbidden West. Um, she's obviously put on social media that she's back in the mocap studio, which has fans thinking mm-hmm. that Guerrilla Games could be hard at work on some DLC. Mm-hmm. Now, there is the possibility that she's back for a different game, though Horizon Forbidden West is currently the only game listed on her IMDB page. Now, Alex, DLC is not far mm-hmm. from you know the truth. We've had the Frozen Wilds for the original Horizon game, yeah, and she should have already done the mocap for Call of the Mountain, which is the VR2 game for sure? PSVR2. That's Guess what I'm what, thinking. Is it the PSVR2 game or is it yeah. Horizon DLC? Because wouldn't she have updated the IMDb page if it was Call of the Mountain? You know, uh, I don't know. What, what does the IMDb page say? Does it say anything about anything? Just Horizon like, Forbidden West. About Call of the Just, horizon, uh, Just Horizon, horizon Forbidden West. West. That's it. Um, yeah. So... I mean, you keep the pattern going if you can, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. We can't talk about it deeply because you haven't finished it, but <laughs> there is be, potential for DLC, mm-hmm. you know, with the end of the mm-hmm. game. So it's definitely worth um, oh, thinking out for that. that <laughs> yeah, but that's all I'm saying because I can't really say anything else. But I'm going to stick with the Horizon for a moment because there was another story on there, but I've just yeah. added it into number three. So okay. develop Brighton which is um, like a, you know, a conference for developers, has awarded Guerrilla Games Horizon Forbidden West the award for best game less than six months after the game hit the stores. These awards aren't like your typical game of the year events that you'd normally see in December, though. 
Develop Brighton is designed specifically for game creators and its advisory board is made up of multiple development teams. Horizon Forbidden West, along with Game of the Year, also won uh, Best Visual Art Awards, while Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart received a nod in the Best Technical Innovation category. Meanwhile, Deathloop picked up Best Original IP, Life is Strange True Colors nabbed Best Narrative, Unpacking won Best Game Design, and Best Audio was awarded to Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, what makes me laugh about this, Alex, is Mm. uh, I saw news reporters like they're not fully giving you the story they're just trying to make a funny story out of it saying that already only six months mm-hmm. into the year but what they don't realize or they don't write is that develop brighton do their year show to show you know which is mm-hmm. not january to december it's may to may okay. may to may may, may to, to may, may that's okay. how they do it so yeah, yeah. elden ring fell into that and it wasn't given to elden ring it was given to horizon you know, that makes it interesting. <laughs> but I mean, we know Elden Ring, it's going to be Elden Ring God of War that are going to clean up at the end of the year, most likely. But yeah, it's cool yeah. to see that Horizon's getting a little bit of love, you know, seeing as it fell under the shadow of Elden Ring when they launched. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we did speak about it. I mean, in terms of what is going to be the game of the year. I mean, it's just like a nice little indication. Um, but yeah, um, I, I do think it's going to be Elden Ring. Like you said, it's like a cross-platform game. You know, it's it's got a massive appeal. It had a, it came straight out the gate and pretty much just you know shot people from left, right, center. Um, but yeah, I would personally give it to Horizon though because it's just an amazing game. Have it's you reached? Step up. Are you uh, currently indulging in air flight at the moment? No, 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 I am not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not actually there yet. I'm not. You know what happens? Yeah, it's like okay, cool. I'm gonna stick to the main missions. Like, hold on, let's just go over here now. And you end up doing like a side mission and saving people and like getting some rare materials. You know, trying to take down one of those massive behemoths. And then like before you know, it's like oh yeah, what was they doing again? Oh yeah, the the main mission. Just remember that's though, the, like just, a, yeah, yeah. Just remember. So when you go into the main menu. Obviously, yeah. you get side missions. They're important. Mm-hmm. But the errands just constantly yeah. refresh that eventually lead to nothing anyway. So focus on your okay. side missions and main yeah, missions. Yeah, yeah. Once you get your flight, do all your little shitty <clears throat> things because then you'll enjoy the game a hell of a lot even more. Yeah, yeah. You know, because right what's going to happen I mean, is you're going to regret it. You're going to regret doing all well, of doing a lot shit of the missions and then getting <laughs> yeah, the, flight, the flight and then you've got not hardly any missions <laughs> to do with them. You're like, oh, what did I do this for then? Like, <laughs> Because there's, yeah, still no, there's, big there's, there's still going to be plenty of missions. I'm not going to be doing a lot. I'm not going to complete all the side missions because there seems to be a load of them. Um, side yeah, missions are most important, gonna... specifically yeah. for the characters. Um, yeah. So obviously you want to make sure, because I think you get a warning that you're about to do the final mission of the game. You you do mm. not want to accept that until you clean up all side it's missions because side that will missions. give you the complete story then of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know? Okay, um, okay. But yeah, I mean... It's a great game. It really changes it up. It is. Uh, but there was another it great is. game that you actually played and finished, and you've got updates on it for its sequel in number four. Yeah. So for now, what we know about Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the sequel to uh, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars Fallen. What was it? What was name? Fallen Order. You were saying Fallen Empire, but anyway. So <laughs> as, as Jedi Survivor, in terms of its release date, is that it's set to arrive some point in 2023. However, with an official page for the game added to the PlayStation Store, Twitter user PlayStation Size, cool name, 
um, has peeked behind the curtains into the PlayStation Store database and is saying that it currently indicates a late February slash March 2023 release. Now, of course, this is by no means a confirmed release window, as EA has said nothing official beyond 2023 <clears throat> for the release window. But it does give fans something to be hopeful um, about. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order uh, was the first Star Wars game of its kind in a long time. Single-player narrative-driven story where you get to play as a motherfucking Jedi. And the game is awesome. The game is awesome. You know, it's, it's actually really great. It's so good that I actually think they should just make a, a film about this or a, um, a Disney show about, you know, the fall. And I think they are. I think <clears> they already <throat> said that they're going to make uh, or there was planning in place to start a show or a series based on the game's character. Mm. So, you know, nice. he's a big actor. Um, he is. Obviously yeah, played Joker in Gotham as well. So, uh, and people mm. love it and it sold millions and millions and it probably made... Disney a hell of a lot more money, you know what I mean, than they thought they were gonna get. So, yeah, exactly. They're gonna go down what the online route, you know what I mean, selling loot boxes left, right, and center. But no, they stuck to their guns. Simple story-driven narrative, which is what Star Wars is all about, uh, and exactly. that's what that's what generally is best. But yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that game. So 2023 could not come soon enough. I'm telling you, man, 2023 is gonna be ridiculous for games like it's just a triple a superstar banger every single month so far these are the games that have moved from covid lockdowns in yeah we're coming out 21 not 20 no 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 not 2022 now now 2023 so these games are are loading up polished but they will all pale in comparison to spider-man 2 when that motherfucker launches it's over (laughs) you know what i mean it's over for everybody then that game looks stunning absolutely stunning hey everyone now i'm gonna keep it real with you for a sec there's nothing i enjoy more than sitting down with my friends and spilling all the tea for that reason let me introduce to you the rumor mill This is a show that is exclusive to Patreon. Now, we know that the latest PS5 show is dedicated to actual news, but the rumour mill is all about the juicy rumours in the video game industry. Our hosts sit down and discuss the biggest rumours there is, so if you enjoy a little tea being spilled, become a patron, support the show, and gain access to the rumour mill each month. Okay, Alex. Uh, So, obviously, last week... We spoke about um, Haven Studios, who officially mm-hmm. became a part of the PlayStation family. This week, we have some more Haven Studios news. Right. So Haven Studios founder Jade Raymond was interviewed by Sony for a promotional piece on the SIE website. During the interview, she credited placed, uh, she credited joining PlayStation Studios as what has allowed Haven to realize our own ambitions. So this is Jade Raymond. The team is thrilled to officially join such an exceptional group of studios. Teams like Naughty Dog, Insomniac, Gorilla, Sucker Punch, and Media Molecule have created some of our favorite games, and it's surreal to now be part of the same family. We are so grateful to be part of an organization that's deeply committed to delivering the highest possible quality of games. We now have the support we need to realize our own ambitions at Haven. Raymond also shared a little bit about the game, Um, and how it's going, saying, I'm happy to share that the game is already fun. We play every day, and that keeps us inspired to push further. We wanted to deliver the very best game we possibly can, she continued. The bar is high, 
but we have a great team and believe we can create something innovative that people will be excited to play. Obviously, we spoke about last week how they're creating the game within a cloud. So everything is online mm. in, in regards to how they're developing the game. But it's good to see that, you know, it's crazy. Last week, Haven, officially part of family. Bam, this is what we're doing with our game. This week, Bungie, officially yeah. a part of family. Oh, we've got a showcase in August. <laughs> what, do you love think, it. what type of game do you think they're working on? It's definitely, it's it's going to be, I think, it's going to be like, a, it's going to be like PlayStation Home in a sense of, uh, what was that old game? Second Life. Was that what it was called on PC? Second Life or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. I think like that, but in a fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. Because she talked yeah, about how sense. you constantly build a game. It's about a positive experience and things. So I'm looking mm-hmm. and thinking along the lines of, it's obviously connected. Could it be something like Journey? Um, like loads of little experiences like that in a bigger hub world. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, you know, um, because I can <clears throat> imagine like, you know, you see Monster Hunter online and the reason Monster Hunter is so big, um, you know, and is Capcom's biggest game and why it's Rise, it's Rise on the Switch, right? Has done so well mm-hmm. separately from that core Monster Hunter experience is because you are a part of a connected world online right people want that fantasy setting and i think it's going to be along those lines because they showed that one key art which had that fantasy setting looking so you can't deviate from fantasy right but Mm. they talk about it being online and in the cloud so yeah i think it's going to be like a world where people can meet up things like that and it's a positive place to play and people Mm. won't be allowed to draw dick emojis without getting booted out (laughs) i was thinking they're gonna go for a more family oriented uh, orientated game you know Mm. uh you know they mentioned about the likes of naughty dog insomniac gorilla sucker punch these are all you know they've pretty much made mature games and Mm. like that kind of younger audience they don't really have like a really grasp on the market for and like obviously nintendo's got that hands down and i think that's an area that sony could definitely focus on you know in order to expand their base you know from that level as well because obviously it's all about getting the kids in if you want to invest mm. it for the future you know you got to get them while they're young um so it'll be interesting to see what they do come out with but i think it would be wise for them to go for something which is going to be a bit more open uh, instead of it being like a rate of 15 or 18 <laughs> yeah yeah no it's definitely going to be an open game for people to play mm. um we just have to wait and see obviously it'll be yeah. a while before this game is out but if it is sort of like a platform online then like many other games, you can release it unfinished and you're building on it constantly. You know, that's the most successful games, Fortnite, PUBG, Final Fantasy 14, all these games launched and are completely different now and are more mm. popular than ever. You don't have to get it right first time on these. I mean, it would flipping be nice for gamers, you know, be. but it never yeah. is the case, right? Even Destiny yeah, yeah. wasn't great when it came out compared to what it is now. So it we'll built see. the foundation for the next game, right? So uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Definitely. All right. Um, so what else have they got? PlayStation has announced that it intends to buy esports technology company Repeat GG. Uh, Repeat GG focuses on hosting accessible esports tournaments in which players don't have to be online at the same time to compete in uh, by tracking players' performance in order to keep the leaderboard up to date. Um, with this method, Repeat GG has hosted more than 100,000 tournaments involving uh, 2.4, 2.3 million players. Um, and they go on to say, at PlayStation, our vision for esports has always been about breaking down barriers for games to compete at all levels, said the president of Global Competitive Gaming at Sony, Stephen Roberts. 
Um, he goes on to say that together with the talented Repeat GG team, uh, we're excited to explore more ways for players to engage in competitive gaming and expand the breadth of our esports offering. This is just the start of our journey, and we look forward to sharing more updates with our community in the future. Um, Aaron Fletcher, Chief of Executive Officer at Repeat GG, went on to say, uh, "We uh, what uh, Repeat GG was designed to enable um, new tournament formats um, that are evil, sorry, that are easy to enter and scalable to millions of players. We're thrilled to join the PlayStation team and work together to enhance the variety of tournament experiences gamers can enjoy, regardless of their skill level. So, online esports." Obviously, PlayStation is known for that, right? Um, First thing I want to know, bro, is who hacked you on that one? Because there were words coming out that weren't even lingering. Like, I'm sure heard evil in there. I was like, what? I was like, he's getting hacked by the Matrix. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I was about a really late night last night. Uh, But yeah, man, I mean, this is, you know, they're continuing with their acquisitions. You know, this is, Mm. it's not finished. They're still shopping around. And their strategy is quite interesting. It seems uh, they're obviously making sure that they're going to be ready for the online market, right? Yeah, definitely. And this is, this is, this is systems that are commonplace from different companies in the Asian markets, specifically China mm-hmm. and Sony are buying companies that are running separate entities of that industry in the Western mm-hmm. side. Right. And buying repeat GG is another pillar in the overall grand scale of hosting esports matches, Evo being a big thing as well, you know, um, and being able to do it online. But this specifically is, look, you can enter esports competitions. You don't have to be online at the same time. So they could be for, I'm, I'm using this as an example. I'm not saying it is, but tech, there's, a, there's a Tetris esport competition. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the first round is the first wave of Tetris. You don't have to all be online at the same time to crash the bloody server. You can all do it in your own time within a set time limit of dates mm-hmm. and repeat GG on Masters at being able to update leaderboards when people are playing at different times. So that's what it's all yeah. about, really. It's giving more, as as I mentioned in the statement, accessibility. You know, they talk, yeah. what did you say? Um, accessible esports tournaments. So yeah, I mean, you could be like, yeah, I'm going to take part in this tech and survival esport mode that's going on at the moment, but uh, you're going to do it at six in the morning. I'm doing it at seven in the evening. We don't have to be on at the same time sort of thing. And yeah, yeah, like a really, really competition. It's all data, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's all data. It'll be interesting to see how they pull it all together. Definitely. I mean, what they're doing already says they track players' performance in order to keep the leaderboard up to date. So it's all mm. data. The more esports data you have for performance um, from players online when they're not physically there together is even better. Yeah. You know, um, data is king. That is everything for esports, right? No, definitely, definitely. And like just seeing exactly how they're going to incorporate that into the games that we already know and love, you know, does that mean that they can, you can just create your own tournament, you know, for games like Mortal Kombat, uh, Tekken? Well, you've been FIFA, able, you've been, you know I mean? you've been able to do that. that. You've been mm-hmm. able to create your own tournaments and like championships all through the PS4 generation. And mm-hmm. uh, that was a really big thing that helped PS4 just annihilate the xbox one is the, the fact okay. that sony were thinking ahead and people were able to create their own tournaments and things like that mm-hmm. and obviously sony have streamlined it a little bit on ps5 and made it more official based but you already see it like you see so many competitions whether it be gran turismo mortal combat 
Street Fighter still for some weird reason. There, over the last yeah. few weeks, there's been a lot of Tekken 7 online activity as well. And mm-hmm. it works because you see these games constantly selling. Like Tekken 7 has been out for two generations and that fucking thing is still selling millions of copies, you know, as it's still going because people are like, oh, I'll take part in that. And what's funny yeah. is that even if you don't have the game, it's just, oh, have a view of our Tekken 7 competition and right in the bottom right corner, buy now. You know what I mean? And it's like four ninety nine on promotion with the if you're watching it and things like that. So Hello latest PS5 community, it's Demi and I'm back with another shameless promo. If you enjoy listening to the latest gaming news each week, then you will absolutely love our YouTube channel. Over there you will expect to see a variety of videos such as live reactions, predictions, gameplay and so much more. Search latest PS5 podcast in YouTube or click the link in the description. Also, while you're at it, help to support our channel by subscribing so you never miss a video. Do it. Right now. Subscribe right now. I'm watching you. I'm going to give you zero seconds to subscribe. Done it? Good. Back to the show. Alex, so we're back and we have the charts. We are back. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the UK charts. Uh, we can start from number 10 we have minecraft for the switch number nine pokemon legends arceus number eight animal crossing new horizons number seven down from number two last week uh, is horizon forbidden west um at number six we have a massive jump from number 32 last week to up to <laughs> number six this week is far cry six wow uh at number five we have fifa 2022 at number four we have nintendo switch sports and number three mario kart deluxe at number two f1 22 and at number one number one again last week's number seven but this week's number one it's lego star wars versus sky wars skywalker saga jeez it's back <laughs> it's reclaimed the top spot who would have imagined this dude yeah definitely i think the amazon prime day uh changed the charts dramatically didn't they and you said that it was mm-hmm. a big jump for lego as well what was it yeah, yeah, from seven to one, but that's not as big as Far Cry Six. I mean, how did that become so popular? Well, it's it's probably it's probably on sale for like four ninety nine or something like that. <laughs> from um, number thirty two last week to number six this week, I mean, something big must have happened, which we missed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, um, but yeah, um, yeah. So they go on um, Amazon Prime Day sales uh, changed the charts dramatically last week in the UK. Uh, Lego Star Wars returned to number number one with sales jumping eighty. 3% week on week. Uh, F122, last week's number one, as mentioned, was able to hold onto the number two spot despite a 46% drop in sales. But yeah, I mean, this is just one of the most unpredictable charts of all time, really. I mean, this year has just been, it's just been fluid. You know, I mean, we've seen Horizon make, make a resurgence, you know, um, obviously we've seen Skywalker Saga now. I'm interested to find out when um, GTA 5 is going to come back into the top 10, because fortunately for the past couple of weeks, it hasn't even been there. And I'm really happy about that. You know what? I think, that I think it's funny that we say that. <laughs> We say that, and then every time the monthly chart comes out, it's in the top five. You know what I mean? Because uh. it's just like it's been hiding in the PSN sales and stuff like that. So uh, it's, it's, it is crazy. Sales. Yeah. It is, but again, it, it just F1 2022 doesn't maintain. No one hits four weeks in a row yet, no. you know, but it's sales it's summer now. So who knows? Maybe Lego Star Wars will get a second chance at it. Horizons had two Maybe. cracks. Maybe. To get four weeks in a row, but it didn't do it. So now it could be Lego Star Wars this time because you know, summertime is usually quiet. But my money, my money is going to be on um, God of War Ragnarok getting the four week 
No, no, nah, mate. FIFA 23. You don't think It'll so? be FIFA 23. FIFA 23? God, yeah, I'll tell you why. God of War will be number one. It might not even reach number one, but it'll be number one for one week because it, it doesn't come out a week before Black Friday and then the whole chart will change. The whole oh, yeah. chart will, yeah, yeah. will probably be, I'll tell you what will be number one. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because that fucker just seems to pop up Again. every time there's a big promotion. It just pops back in. Like, where did that come from? It'll probably be Far Cry 6. Oh, jeez. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe Far Cry 6. I mean, how the hell? I mean, I really do want to know. Ladies and gentlemen, if you did actually purchase Far Cry 6, let us know why. Why? Why? <laughs> Exactly. From number 32. I mean, geez. But I That's did impressive. see it. I remember I did see it um for like a I did see it for like five pounds in a shop. So yeah. you know it was wow. cheap as fuck. So people were like, Yeah, I'm gonna go and get that game. But that's yeah, not the only nice. chart we've got, Alex. So what we have right. now is the European sales data for the first half of 2022. So that's from January 1st to June 30th, the first six months of the year. This includes all so, European territories. So we've got a lot of data to get through here. So I'm going to go through the top 20 chart. Then I'm going to just put, pull up some interesting numbers and facts for you for Europe for the first six months. So this is the first six months chart in the whole of Europe. Number 20, Just Dance 22. 19, Far Cry 6. 18, Call of Duty Vanguard. That is terribly low. 17, Big Brain Academy, Brain vs. Brain. 16, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 15, Minecraft Switch Edition. 14, F1 2022. That's only been out for three weeks, Alex, and it's already in the chart. <laughs> nice. 13, NBA 2K22. 12, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. 11, Mario Party Superstars. 10, Nintendo Switch Sports. Number nine, Red Dead Redemption 2. Number eight, <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number seven, Gran Turismo 7. Number six, Horizon Forbidden West. Number five, Lego Star Walker. I'm laughing because I'm already reading the next one. Lego Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. the Skywalker saga. Number four, he jinxed himself. Don't say it. Don't say it. Five. Oh, it's still in there. Number three, Pokemon Legend Arceus. Number two, FIFA 22. And number one, Elden Ring. I think this is the first time in years that we reached a six-month point and it's not FIFA or COD at number one in really? Europe. It's usually always okay. one or the other. So that's insane. Oh, obviously GTA. But um, yeah, GTA <laughs> is in there, Alex, still. It's yeah, still no, no, in no. there. You know, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But I'm, I'm happy that... I can't believe it. Has it actually gone up the last time we did a chart like this? A monthly chart. In fact, G- this is the first GTA. six months. GTA just bounces. Sometimes GTA, it'll be yeah, down it bounces, at like 16. Right. And then sometimes it'll be at number two. Yeah. You know, it just yeah, depends yeah. on anyway, when Rockstar want to do People out there, come on. You listeners, do not buy this game. Just, just <laughs> let it die. You know, enough people have got it now. We don't all need to play it let it go uh, but yeah i'm happy to see the elden ring taking a top spot though didn't expect mm. that you know like you well said, i've got some expect, like yeah go i've got some real big data for you for europe so this is for the whole of europe 76.1 oh, right. million games were sold across europe during the first six months of the year which is a rise of 13.5 percent over the same period in 2021 32 million of those games were physical titles while 44 mm-hmm. million were digital stores Okay, so that's that one. The biggest European market for game sales was Germany, with nearly 15.4 million games sold over the first six months of the year. That's up 13.6% from 2021, followed by the UK with 14.3 million sales, up 2%. And then in third place was France, with 10.2 million sales, up 12.1%. 
the market growth seen across Europe in those first six months was driven by obviously major new releases. Elden Ring was comfortably the best-selling title of the first six months. Pokemon Legends Arceus was also a big, big seller in that time as well. Um, Elden Ring was the number one game in the UK. Pokemon Legend was number one in Germany and in France. Meanwhile, FIFA 22 dominated the first six months in Spain and Italy. Um, In the UK, 76% of all of its sales in the first six months were digital. In Germany, it was 67%. And in France, it was 63%. So obviously that shows you that digital is growing everywhere. Hardware, though, is a somber story. So across all the track European countries, it's been a tough year so far for consoles with just over 2 million machines sold across European countries, uh, which is a drop of over 21% year on year. This is obviously primarily down to the lack of PS5 availability with PS5 sales down nearly 44% for the first half of the year. However, Sony's console was still the second most popular across Europe. Switch just tipped number one's 2021 performance with a sales rise of 7%. Yeah, yeah. Microsoft uh, also enjoyed sales improvement of 9% over the same year. So let me get this right. So Xbox improves 9% and is still behind 44% depth of Sony. <laughs> that's, that's a bit shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Then he, then he um, the 50s. <laughs> in terms of accessories, 8.6 million add-on products were sold in the first six months across Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. As always... The PS5 DualSense controller was up, was number one with sales of 53%. But Alex, let me ask this. Why, of all the accessories, what's number two? I don't know. You've got PS5, you've got Switch, you've got Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, you've got different colors of the DualSense. What was number two? Mm -hmm. Uh, Something ridiculous that shouldn't even be there. The PS4 DualSense controller. uh, The PS4 DualShock controller. What do you mean the PS4? Dual shock controller was the second best selling accessory oh, in Europe. God. <laughs> How listeners, come on, stop, but come on, let's just move on. <laughs> you know it's, what crazy. it's time it's, to move on. That is it's crazy. crazy, but uh, in terms of points cards, 10.2 million wallet top up and subscription cards were sold across Europe, which is the same as last year. The most popular yeah. product taking the top seven positions were all PlayStation wallet variations. So that just shows you how big the PSN is um, in regards to obviously digital for Sony. But that's all the data. But Alex, we have some separate sales data, and these are big sales. Ghost of Tsushima's yeah, lifetime sales are now at 9.8 million copies sold. Single player. What? game you know what i mean very 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 niche for somebody who doesn't want to play that style of game with that level of combat but (laughs) 9.8 million copies sold resident evil 2 remake 10 million copies passed for the remake of resident evil 2 big time sales big time sales. sales no really good really good you know and the first party is slowly coming through you know reaching that 10 million milestone obviously for nintendo you like to get into that region you're going to be hitting like the 20s but you know we don't want to go into that i know but you just um... got to make a game slightly bigger than a mobile game for nintendo oh, you don't make these whatever. epic games okay you know when nintendo do all day every you got to wait 15 years for it you know what i mean because it's very hard and it would them, be as we're epic seeing with breath of the wild yeah <laughs> but, but anyway, great I mean, numbers great numbers really um, but i'm no, surprised but germany was number one 
the biggest shock is the dual shock. I mean, that is a dual shock in itself. Um, but yeah, man, um, it, I guess it doesn't even break down exactly which country has been purchasing the dual shocks because I don't I would think love it's to see in the it. UK. I know, <laughs> I would love to see yeah, it. Everyone's gonna... Yeah, but um, Germany, though, Germany's really smashing it now. Nice, nice for them. Definitely. In and we'll move on now to our letters. And we've got some fun letters, Alex. Ones that are oh, yeah. very exciting to us. Number one, Akio from London. As soon as it was announced, I thought of the latest PS5 podcasters. I cannot wait. Tekken Bloodline. Talk about it, Alex. I sent you the link. <laughs> Netflix yep. has released a trailer for their new anime show for Tekken Bloodline. Your thoughts when you watched it? Yeah, I thought that trailer was absolutely amazing. You know, I think for the longest time, Tekken's been, um, you know, all the all the movies have pretty much just been CG, haven't they? They haven't really gone down to the anime side. And uh, I think Street Fighter 2 was the first one, you know, of the game franchises to switch to anime and do it so well. I think everyone's kind of just been scared to kind of see, you know, to do it. Um, but yeah, uh, it's nice to see that uh, Netflix is going to be investing a shed load of money into it. And from the trailer, I mean, they're going to be focusing on the Mishima and the and the Kazuya storyline, you know, and um, it's just looking like it's just going to be an amazing piece of work. Um, but yeah, when I saw it, I just thought, yeah, this is of all uh, game franchises that could be converted into like an updated anime. It's it's time for Tekken. And yeah, I'm just glad I can't wait for the 18th of August. You know, that date could not come soon enough. I just hope that they just release all the episodes and not make it like a week by week Um uh, series but anyway i'm hyped i'm hyped <laughs> well for anyone it listening awesome, who, yeah, yeah for anyone listening <clears throat> so tekken bloodline is a new anime show coming out and it follows the story of jin kazama son of kazuya mishima mm. and grandson of hichach as he no. seeks vengeance on olga for the supposed death of his mother jun now that was like Tekken 2 and 3. That story kind of came through, didn't it? Well, more Tekken 3, really. Jin was, came in Tekken 3, didn't he? Because Tekken 2 mm. was the Kazuya Heech Hatch, you know. No, tie it's up. not Heech Hatch, God damn it. it. <laughs> it's Heihachi, but we call it Heech Hatch on this yeah. show. No, you know we don't. I, mean? <laughs> I got scared first when I was watching it because I was like, why do they all look like pop vinyls for? I was like, please tell me they haven't made them like midgets. And then luckily it wasn't. And I was like, oh, thank God. Thank God. You're the, you're the only person who looks a bit weird was Paul. You know, Paul's just the art style of him just didn't look too great, uh, but everyone else looks fine, man. Um, mm. But yeah, it, look, it looks like it's going to be an amazing show. Yeah, it really definitely, does. and it will debut on Netflix on on August the eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Speaking of that, before we move on, have you watched any of the Resident Evil show on Netflix yet? Nope, heard it was shit. Any good? Really? I've heard everybody say it's great, and I was, I was I really thought, okay. And I looked at the reviews, <laughs> and it's getting nines and everything. I was like, holy shit! Is it really like, getting nines? I'm yeah, yeah, dude. You laughter. need to have a look, man. IGN yeah, Gamespot. So okay. I'm gonna watch they it myself anyway. It. Yeah, yeah. It's hard that's, though, compete because as I say, when you watch like the Korean zombie stuff, that just takes it to a whole fucking other level, you know. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how Resident Evil is portrayed now as a TV show instead of a film. Because the films they started off okay and got shit, you they know. So shit, we'll see. But as shit as the Resident Evil films got, you combine their box office over a billion dollars made from Resident Evil films. So it was a successful really? franchise. Yeah, mate. Over oh, that's, a billion that's made by Resident that's Evil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so we'll move really on. Uh, Samantha W from Toronto, Canada. Hello, latest Toronto. PS5. Thank you for giving us this show every week. My inquiry is about Gotham Knights. Sonny, you have mentioned that you are excited about the game. But Alex... 
you are not. I think you got that the wrong way around. Has the new Batgirl trailer switched your thoughts on the title? I, for one, am very excited about the game. Keep up the good work, guys. You're excited about Gotham Knights because I know I'm not. But I'm no, sure you, I'm not you were excited hyped. about it. No, not, not at all. Not at all. Gotham Knights just looks like it's going to be one of those games, which is going to be like a tag along, really. I mean, the, mm. the game that we really want to see is. Suicide Squad. You know, we just want to see. Yeah. yeah. First Suicide Squad. Do sound a bit different. This one just mm. seems like the B Squad. Um, <laughs> but who knows? If they've actually got like a decent story, maybe it's going to work. Maybe it could be good. Um, but mm. at the moment, I'm still not sold. I'm yeah, so I, I don't I know understand who you've been listening to, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what Samantha's on about. Obviously, the new Batgirl trailer came out. It showed, you know, I know what she means because every character has that different sort of flight, uh, fighting style and gameplay style to them. But like you said, and as we spoke about weeks ago when we spoke about Gotham Knights, it is the B Squad. It's not Batman, you know, and it's more exciting to see the likes of Superman and Batman as villains in the Suicide Squad game. Like, it's crazy. Is it going to sell great? Yes, it is. Is it going to play well? Yes, it is. Am I excited about the game? Fuck no. Just because you said it there, it's the <laughs> B squad. And it to me, it looks like Arkham Knight. I thought it would play different, look different. But, mm, you know, we'll see. We will see how it plays in the Ember Yeah, Samantha. I think it would have been much better if they had just, like, you know, just brought all these new characters on with, like, a, you know, like a staple mainstay batman game you know what i mean it's like another mm. episode in the arkham series and then introduce the characters and then make the bold move to make like a solo game but uh this is a bold move it better be good <laughs> otherwise wb is going to be kicking himself and it wouldn't be the first mistake they've made in the past well recently so uh mm, definitely yeah just check um, out that trailer yeah it's not that great it's just crap <laughs> well we are going to talk about the last of us remake part one and oh, all yes. of the details that came out about it we were going to put it in a new story but it got so big so that will be your patreon exclusive episode this week so head over to the description of this podcast click the link that will take you to the episode where we discuss the last of us one remake and that oh my god it looks so good just head over there and hear us there alex have you got any final comments for this week yeah, don't buy GTA 5. See you, See you later. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget Tekken Bloodline. If you haven't seen it, watch the trailer now. You know what? I'm going to put the trailer in the link to this episode because it looks good so idea. good. So watch Very Tekken Bloodline's idea. trailer and obviously click the link to the Last of Us remake episode, which we will record now for Patreons. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night.